Hey everyone and welcome back to the Firefighters Podcast where we seek to develop, inspire and motivate the world of the emergency services operator through a series of wide-ranging conversations. Now before we go any further, just hit that rate, follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. It's a key performance indicator for us and helps us reach even more people. Now here's what we've got for you today. How we doing fellas? Wet. Sweat, it's Mark. A, who's ordered the rain, brother? What's oh, going on? That had nothing to do with me, but I knew it was coming. I've played this game before, so uh, <laughs> yeah. Waterproofs and sun cream. <laughs> sun cream, ready for it. We're in Wales, aren't we? So James, we're we're in beautiful Wales. Uh, we're getting set up at the. I've tried to pronounce it several times. Parkyle Park, the Scarlet Stadium. Parkyle Scarlet. That's what we're going for. Bloody beautiful, right? It's nice, isn't it? Epic. It's a massive site. It's a great venue as well. It is a great venue. We played Street Scrabble on the way down here. Did you? We ran out of L's within 10 minutes. <laughs> so we've got a set up. Mark, looking at the course that we've got laid out at the minute, where do you think the big gains are going to be today? I know we've got a bit of a sprint start for it, but I'm looking at them hydraulics and uh, I'm thinking they might get a bit of a kick in this afternoon, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the hydraulics, though, is going to give you, hopefully, a bit of a rest between that sprint at the start bit of recovery in your legs before you go so I think mm. there's going to be gains all over the course the sprint because it's wet it's going to slide you though the holes drag is going to be a little bit easier hopefully and dummies are going to be but heavy though the dummies are going to be heavy yeah really heavy yeah, I'm yeah. seeing them heavily saturated as we stand here now and it's I only going to get wetter and wetter as we uh, as we continue down the day talking another five kilos I reckon <laughs> easy yeah, yeah I think that um that 50 meter run James is going to uh kick my ass to be honest with you because for those I mean you boys have got a good four or five stone less on you that sprint start you see so many people when they're doing the challenges though kind of jogging in between things you know when you always see him run back I always just say this to John because like John Gregory is a hell of an athlete but he always would jog from the barrels back to get the dummy or whatever and people are like oh that's your recovery I'm like dude it's three minutes don't try and build a recovery for me personally into three minutes where do you think people do people need to come straight out with a sprint I think it can be won or lost in the sprint yeah. If you get a good start. Do you think anyone's going to stack it? Um, I'm hoping Rob Clark from Cheshire <laughs> stacks it. <laughs> I have previous. For those of you who don't know, Rob was the only person to fall at the BFC last year. So I have genuine concern about, I don't want anybody stacking it on the force machine. So I've seen people jump onto the force machine and slip straight off the other side. So that's going to make me like super nervous. I'm, I'll, be, I'll be slow going into that bit. It's just that literal two-step transition when you get onto it. I don't want to send... Send one foot going. Things like the hose drag, that's going to be easier because you're going to have less friction on the foot. So it's going to be it's a quick course anyway. It's who's got the cojones to go all out. Good morning, it's Chris Reese, Western Divisional Commander from Mid and West Wales Fire Service. When we first started thinking about putting this, when Dom first came to you and the Chief and everybody else about it, what was your thoughts? Why, why are we doing something like this? Why is it important? Um, for us, it's... Being a first in Wales is always a nice achievement. Yeah. Um, that's good. Uh, and we're very <clears throat> professionally competitive with North Wales and South Wales Fire and Rescue, <laughs> our colleagues and friends, but we're one step ahead on this occasion. So Professional competition is a good thing, though. It is. I think when we think of competition, sometimes people vilify the word and there's like we have negative connotations to it. But there's something about healthy competition where we want to encourage the best aspects of each other because we always want to improve. We want a bit of personal professional development. We want to get quicker, stronger, faster, better service to the community so it is it's good right you know yeah definitely and, and that's what today's all about really isn't it it's pushing ourselves physically hmm. mentally 
Um, and for us, it's about all the competitors taking part. We're one. Yeah. Uh, and that's not some cheesy strap line. That's, yeah, that's really, yes, winning is important, but we want everyone to complete, do their best, and we're all going to be cheering everyone along. That's where the Firefighter Challenges have really been a, a unique thing for me, is that, and that's why I love so much hosting them, because you get an opportunity to give that person that bit in their spotlight. And what I mean by that is, with the fire service, and you all know this far better than me, how many times have your missus or your husband or your partner said, oh, you know, I kind of understand what you do at work, but they never see the people you work with, they never see the community. When you come to something like this, you actually get to say, oh, oh so that's, that's, that's Sarah who you work with, or that's John, or that's so-and-so, and they see your firefighting family, and that's kind of what we've got to do. We've got recruits, we've got families, we've got people that can come and see the people do what they do best. You're absolutely right. It's it's a, it's a family, and we promote that aspect. There's a lot of commitment given, especially with our on-call friends. Mm. That that's a, a huge impact on the family. So you're quite right. They're not. What's the balance you know, for the on-call sector here? We're about 65, 70 percent in Mid and West Wales. Really? We're, we're a huge um, mass land mass area. Mm. So it's very difficult to have that level of coverage. Yes, in the ideal world, we'd want to extend our uh, whole time stations, mm. but. You know, we've, we've got what we've got budgetary-wise, and we've got to make sure we provide that service, and we are really grateful for the on-call for that professional service that they provide. I think it's incredible, and I do think that when we talk about diversity and stuff like that, we think so often about race, religion, personal background, stuff like that, but the diversity of skill sets, when you've got such a big mm. on-call, uh, retained volunteer, however people term it, part of your service they add so much more into the mix because they often are professional in another aspect of life as well absolutely and they bring that to the job role you know, we know that from our experience um, while serving is sometimes you turn up at operational instance you have operational discretion you've got to really think outside the box and yeah. that's really key that someone will turn and say have we considered x Love and that's it. what we do to resolve the incident safely dom yeah. How we feeling, mate? Go in, we're nearly there, brother. It's looking good. Yeah, we're a bit excited now. It's, uh, it's not even raining. I know. Well, it stopped. Give it up on us, mate. Yeah. I was uh, when I was like a few days before. It was like ninety-eight percent chance of rain or something like that. Sixty-five yeah. percent this morning, and we're here, and it's not even raining. It's Wales, isn't it? You, 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 That's you it, come, baby. You come with a chance of rain when, no matter what time of the year you turn up. Mate, people say about you know Welsh rugby and Welsh athletes, you know why they're so strong, why they're so tough, and why they're so resilient. It's this. This <laughs> yeah, it is it's the weather. Yeah. It's the training ground. It's and that's what I love so much about this. People, oh, how many people think we're going to get shown up? Well, like, we're going to get the diehards. Yeah, we're going to get the diehards. We're getting the serious ones, and, and, and that's what we want. We don't want the dregs. We don't want the yeah. people that aren't really interested. We want the people that are going to absolutely go for it. There's some uh, there's some beasts here this morning. How are you feeling about the course, mate? Uh, good. Yeah, it's uh, it's all set up. It's it's looking good, and. Uh, We'll have a good race, hopefully. Yeah. Let's walk it together. We've just been having a look at it with uh, Kev Ruan, the legend that is, the, <laughs> the godfather of uh, British Firefighter Challenge, Travel yeah. the World, and brought all of his knowledge to the stadium here today. So we were just talking it through because it's here, it's looking good. So we are going to start. What are we doing? Kick us off, talk um, us through. We start <laughs> on the white line. Yep. Uh, we run the 50 metres to pick up the flayed toes. Once we've got the flaked hose, we're going to sprint back. So we've got a flaked hose at the top. When we say flaked, it's almost, it's double back on itself. So people think of like a high-rise pack. High-rise high pack, um, yeah. So when people have seen people do the Americans and the Firefit Challenge and all that sort of stuff, we've got duct taped up, length of 64. Is it one length or two lengths? Uh, one length of 70. One length of 70, sorry. Yeah. But one length of 70. So people will know they've got the 52s and 64s. We've got the 70 mil hose, double wrap with some gaffer tape. So they're going to sprint down. This is 25 metres down. Pick it up. Uh, 50 metres down. 50 metres down. Pick it up. Pick it up. Uh, run back with it. Does it matter how they hold it? Are they going to no, go over the shoulders? Are they going to go anywhere? Or? Uh, how, however they feel. 
So yeah. going to be full fire kit and BA set as well full for all this, kit, yeah? BAs, uh, structural fire kit, uh, gloves, uh, boots, and then lids as well. well. What's our thoughts on gloves? How tight are we going to get? You know, because this is where people start trying to get clever. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people knocking about with RTC gloves just yeah. for the for the setup. We're going to give a little bit of a double check before we, we start, give, we, we think? Give a, yeah, we give a check on an old fire kit before we Love start. It. Absolutely. Uh, got to be fair for all, hasn't it? Yeah, 100%. Simple as that. So we've done that 50 metre there, pack on the shoulder or, or carrying it 50 metres back. 50 metres back, yeah. We hit this line at the back. What's what we're doing next? Uh, we drop the flake toes there. Okay. And then we've got the RTC uh, equipment load, which is two... A set of cutters and a set of hydraulic spreaders yeah. from Lucas. So these are Clan Lucas, but for anybody that's unfamiliar, they can go and have a look at some of the photos on the, on the Instagram or something like that. But these are the slightly bigger ones. So these yeah. people might consider these on the HRU, on the heavy rescue units. So these aren't the smaller hydraulics like you would have on a standard pump rescue ladder. These are the big HRU yeah. ones. So we've got a these, set of cutters and a set of spreaders. We do actually carry these on all frontline appliances in Mid and West. Oh, do you really? Are these yeah, standard now? Because I know standard, in some yeah. inner city ones, as like some of our services, we've got these, but we've also got on some of our more rural ones, we've actually just got the smaller sets. Yeah, no, these these are the sets that we uh, we have on all frontline appliances with us. Okay. Are these ones operational? Uh, because I'm worried about how <laughs> fast and loose. But A, people we might be forgiven because they're like, oh, well, I just dropped it, it slipped out of my hands. But also, yeah. I've got a horrible vision of someone jamming a set of cutters into the back of one of these beautiful lights on the back of one of our <laughs> four by fours. Well, hopefully it's not going to happen, but this is where we really need people to switch on. Yeah, this is They've where we have They've gone hell for leather with the run, yeah. and then they go one set, one set at a time, or can they pick them both up? One, one set, set at a time, time, two hands on it, Yeah. onto the back of onto the 4x4. Don't drop it, and yeah. don't hit the uh, vehicles. Okay, is the plan. as soon as they've done that, where are they heading? Onto the Coalhaven. Uh, so they're going to turn left about five feet, um, a quick transition, left foot, right foot, straight on to the top yeah. of the Coalhaven. Strike the, the weight back completely to the end where the referee will tell you stop. Cool. Um, got to put the hammer back on the mat. Yeah, so they're going to um, drop the hammer off to the right hand side and the then the pick up the branch. Grab all the branch over the shoulder over the and shoulder. away we go. And Way this is go. down for another 50 meter sprint. Yeah. Down. This is when it starts to speed up a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after they've done the delicate bits with the RTC kit and stuff like that, this is now all go. All yeah. go, all go, all go. Yeah, it's flat out now. So they're sprinting down. Um, branch. Locked out arm over the shoulder, driving the body, leaning the shoulder through. Yeah. Um, they're dropping that all the way at the end. We've got a little bit marked out where the branch, just the branch needs to go over. Or a bit just of the, just the branch. branch needs to be over the line. And they're going to turn and go. Turn and go. Uh, all the way back to start again. That's another, yeah. <laughs> another 50 metres. Jesus, a there's a lot of running in this, Tom. A bit of cardio in Told this. you, man. I'm 18 and a half stone. Come on, let's <laughs> let's try and play a little bit clever. I thought I'd come down because you'd give me a chance. There's some little lads here who are going to sprint this the yeah, whole goddamn way. So we're coming back for the hose makeup after that, right? Yeah, hose makeup. A 70 okay. uh, mil hose. Yep. Makeup all the way along. Magic. Uh, as soon as you finish the hose makeup, pick it up, put it in the box. It's got to fit in the box. Ah, so we've got the boxes from the BFC. When you did your uh, demo video the other week, I know some people got excited because it looked like we had a nice big yes. tray yeah. <laughs> to throw it into, but actually we've got the narrow boxes. We've got the official boxes. The official have. boxes. It's all got to go in the box. In the box. Nothing Complete, spilling out the nothing side. Nothing spilling out the side. Okay. Once and then we go in BFC barrels. Yep. So 220 kilo barrels. Two at a time. Can you run with them? Yes, if you want to. Okay, cool. If you've, if you've got breath by that time. <laughs> <laughs> as quick as you can, we'll have two barrels down, turn and go, two barrels again. Yeah, got to be in the tray, got to be standing up. 
and that tray is pretty much at the same spot. It's down there at that 50 yeah. meter run, isn't it? And then it's the final turn and going. Yeah, it's everyone's favourite, the dummy drag now. Love it. So we're heading down. How heavy is the dummy? Uh, 70 kilo. Beautiful. Dummy. So that is a good 11 and a half stone we're looking yeah. at there. Wanted to be realistic. Yeah, baby. It's, 100%. Uh, got to do um, it. Is there any regulations on how high I have to lift it or anything like that? Nothing or? at all. Just as long as you've got hold of the dummy instead of the straps. No straps, no, no handles, straps. no back of the neck. No. You can use the... Ruth Lee complimentaries again. Ruth Lee have been bringing them out for us. That's good of them. Yeah, you can flip them over in terms of bend them over with the straps, using the okay. straps. But once you actually start dragging them, it's got to be uh, the full weight of the dummy, you carrying it rather than the straps. Beautiful. And then we're going. So it's 50 metres all the way to the finish, whatever you've got in the tank. And we have got yeah. the crash mats with us. Yes. Um, so for this one, because... In a car park, we want people to go all the way to the end. Rather than trying to glance over their shoulder, we're expecting everybody to hit the mats. Yeah. Hit so the mats. it's going to be holding the dummy. As soon as you hit the mat holding the dummy, yeah. time stops. That is it. Wicked. And uh, that's the race. Fastest time wins. Kev, your dream has now reached the far shores of Wales. This energy that started. How long ago did you put the BFC together? Now I know you and many others, but. Um, the first British Firefighter Challenge was in 2016 in Nottingham. We were considering having our own competition long before that, but uh, it was just finding the right venue and getting things together. Yeah. And Nottingham offered us that at the Jubilee University site with the twin staircase that they had to bang opposite a car park. So that's how it happened. <laughs> it amazes me that people are still hearing about it for the first time, because that was six years ago. And every time now, I mean, we were driving down, stopped in at a few fire stations and they see the, the BFC t-shirt from 2021 and they're like, what's the firefighter challenge? And it's still, I always say, you know, in leadership and like organisations, they say, well, the time you've got bored of listening to yourself past the message is probably about the time the message is probably going to sink in. So we've now reached you know, the Welsh shores. What's it been like putting this together when the first call came out from Dom and that to sort of say we want to do our own thing? Well, Dominic really wanted to do this a couple of years back. He approached me about this in Watford which was ooh, about three, four 19, years ago now. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, he's, he's always wanted to do it. He's had the ambition to do it, but obviously COVID-19 had an impact in that. Hmm. But uh, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's seen that it's um, developing. It's, it's moving into something. This is, uh, it, it is a sport for itself. Hmm. Um, I don't care what some people say, it's not a sport. It is a sport based Absolutely, around 100%. firefighting skills. And I think it's it's important part. It, it ties in line with what the fire service do. Um, it develops people's physical ability as well as their skills with their equipment yeah. and I think it should grow we should have one in Scotland too 100% now Mark you have been sort of the first one to not the first one but you you know we spoke about Dom back in 2017 or whatever wanting to to see this one come to fruition you guys and girls were the first ones to go you know what we're going to go next and we started off the Cheshire what lessons did you learn from putting the Cheshire together because you're sort of here you and Kev sort of mentor and helping along with Chris Trendlewich helping this one find its feet as well what challenges did you face and, and how do you think this is looking by comparison i think uh, we we started off pretty much the same as the british did we followed the same format we we did the the thing that i would recommend everybody do if they want to put an event which is contact the british lads yeah. wealth of experience and they're always more than happy to help so we found a venue that was very similar to the first venue that the british used it was a university campus it had external staircases keeps the costs down and for me that's the big that's the big deal with this is finding a good venue for your first one that yeah. you can run on a shoestring realistically yeah. so you've not got to charge people over the odds yeah. and they'll come and they'll yeah. take part yeah. and that's the great thing about this as well you know to go off what Kev was saying there the kind of people that we attract to this sport yeah. they're all very like-minded yeah. and nobody turns up 
and just does the run and, and goes home. No, People I mean, this morning, everyone's been mucking in. Yeah, yeah, they were here a couple hours great. early. It's a hell of a venue as well. I mean, you know, Park of Scarlet's, you know, we've got this big boring steel aspect from the mindset. Yeah. And that, there's kind of a double-edged sword there as well because we do so much stuff for the communities. When, on the very, very rare occasion, we ask for something back or we ask for a favour from the communities, it's great to see so many people. We've got fairground rides here. You know, we've got a beautiful big stadium. Um, there's a lot of people showing up early to get involved. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, we're looking forward to a good day and we just hope the uh, weather holds off for <laughs> us, but we, 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 we shall live in hope. Looking at your sort of age group, I was speaking to Dom, um, there's a beast that's emerged from the Welsh um, underlings. You know, this gentleman, I forget his name, but he's got a 17-point-something on the bleep test and oh, he's right. an absolute beast. Have you met him yet? No, no, I'll be watching out for that, though. That in, is going to be a dangerous group. one. Yeah, I, absolutely. I say to people about this sort of idea of a narrowing path when, you, when you're young and, like, 20s. No one's impressed with a 20-year-old that's fit because everyone's fit when they're 20s, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as you start to get in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, it's like climbing up a mountain. Yeah. At the bottom, you can fumble about on the path, you can drink whatever you want, you can eat whatever you want, and you're still yeah. going to make progress but the real winners people like yourself people like her, people that can still actually move and run and gun and actually take part in it yeah. how have you managed to, to sort of keep yourself accountable and you know I see you even making the videos and stuff like that yeah. it's hard and you know you've got to fight against the things you want to do with your life people asking you not to bother you know yeah, people yeah. ridiculing how do you stay in yeah. shape how do you keep yourself doing it well I'm surrounded by youth as well that's the key I'm surrounded by you've chosen by to put yourself people. around it though well, that, that's, the that's the thing it. it's, it's a life choice isn't it yeah hmm. but I I mean the thing for me the challenge for me even though I've retired last year and I've come back part time it's about still proving to myself that I can do the job yeah. on that moment where I'm needed to do the thing that we get paid to do I can do it Love you know it. And one of the things that came out of the Cheshire Virtual Challenge this year, when you talk about age groups, the biggest growth in age groups or bandings is, firstly, it was females. A third of the the field was female competitors. And then after that, it's the veterans and the 45 to 40s are the biggest groups. Yeah. Convincing the youngsters to try and get involved with this is a struggle at times because they've got their own things going on. They're, They're involved in other sports. The older generation seem to be committed to this. It's a good sport. You mentioned about with the convincing the young people. I've just literally this morning been discussing it with, with the, the British Challenge. Half the battle that we have is a lot of the youngsters these days have a different mindset. They only want to take part if they think they're going to win. But the, the likelihood the likelihood of that happening, based against the amount of experience on the course, is unlikely. So what yeah. I've decided to do for the British Firefighters Challenge is create fastest newcomers for male and female award, That's have a trophy job. for fastest newcomer, yeah. have their name, their brigade, and what year they were the fastest newcomer, a nice banner, and an individual trophy for them. So that's that's my Mate, that contribution. That is a great that's shout. Yeah. Because for people that have done the course five or six times, it's not really the same because you don't have to go, you're still nervous, and you're like, I'm nervous, like standing here today, I'm a little bit nervous doing it, but the first time out is always like, you don't know what the kit's like, your adrenaline's through the roof, you're so charged that you make silly mistakes because the fumble's there, and you you try and pick up the dummy twice and you're just absolutely running off adrenaline and it gives everybody who's the first timer an opportunity to come on with something yeah and that's that's uh i think that'll be a big thing for people yeah absolutely love it so from your experience with all the courses kev there's been more running involved yeah. in this one what do you think from everything you've seen and you travel the world seeing different competitions what would be your advice to somebody doing this course today pace yourself okay there's a lot of running there's a lot of running. For me, there's a lot of running. Me, running, running, there's a lot of running. This course. It's a, it is a long course. Pace yourself and save something for that dummy at the end. 
because it's a heavy dummy. It is. It's uh, a 70 kilo dummy, that one. It's a wet 70 uh, kilo dummy. <laughs> it's been behind the race. It's a very a wet time. 70 kilo dummy. I think dummy. If, if they pace themselves and save something for that dummy, because that's where people will be tired when they get to there. If you've got something left in the tank, you'll finish the course and you finish it okay. How many chunks do you think are going to be taken <laughs> out of the 4x4s? <laughs> I think whoever's responsible for those vehicles... Um, might not be driving them back to the station with a smile on their face. Absolutely. <laughs> when they're filling out, they go, yeah, that scratch yeah. was there before we came. Yeah, yeah it was there. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, fellas. Have a great right. day. No worries. My name is Roger Thomas. I'm Chief Fire Officer of Mid and West Wales Fire and Rescue Service. Rog, we are here at the first ever Welsh Firefighter Challenge. How did this come to fruition? Why the heck are you here? Why is it important to you? Why do you think we should be doing it? Well, it's really important. It's uh, the brainchild, really, of uh, Dominic Norcross and his uh, colleagues. Um, I think it's really important. We put Wales on the map. We bring Mid and West on the map. Uh, and we get this sort of event, which traditionally we've travelled to and we've uh, sent people to uh, around the UK. But it's really fantastic to bring it here today. I look at Wales and I think historically it kind of builds these real savages of like health and fitness from the rugby teams and all that. I don't know if it's something to do with the water, with the weather. Um, there's something that builds resilience in Welsh people and Welsh firefighters. That's why I'm really excited to see people compete today. What do you think it is about this sort of environment or the culture here that makes people so resilient? Yeah, I think very community focused, uh, yeah. you know, coming from sort of... Um uh, heavy industry, mining communities goes back to sort of uh, rugby traditions. But now our football yeah. team's doing well. We've, they uh, are doing really team, strong, aren't they? If they if they succeed today, today, now they'll be going to the World Cup, which is a fantastic achievement. You've got a bunch of uh, recruits and cadets here and stuff. We're seeing across the whole UK Fire and Rescue Service a real massive sort of transition in skill sets and experiences. Lots of people are coming up to their 25, 30 years retirement. That's why now we're on our like crest of a wave. I want to, people to hear and see all this experience that people have, get involved in things like this. Why is it important for you to be sort of nurturing all the experience you have and trying to put it into the new people? Because we've got a lot of new recruits here today. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, a number of our cadets, uh, young, young firefighters have come through and actually come into the whole time service, which is fantastic. We're a largely retained service. So we've got over 700 uh, retained firefighters. Yeah. Um, so we depend, again, it goes back to that community spirit. The, it is a massive aspect of community, isn't it? Absolutely. I did on call for about 10 years and I was speaking to one of your depths that it's already a division officer, sorry, I think it was, sorry, saying that it's 60 or 70% are, are on call in your service, which really means that they bring so much of their other professions, their other their, their community feel, um, and it's really representative, I suppose, the people that they actually uh, represent, you know, absolutely. And they'll generally, if they go to incidents in their own community, they'll know people. They'll be, you know, maybe being related to individuals. Mm. So they feel as if they're really giving something back to their community. And um, you know, let's be honest, it's not for the money. Uh, we know they're doing <laughs> it for the, the community side, yeah. You came into your post oh, yeah, April, was it? Yeah, I've been in uh, two months, just over two months. Two months. When did you first start doing, when did you first join the fire service? Uh, I joined in 1996. 96. Uh, so back when um, Middle West Wales was formed, yeah. there were eight fire uh, brigades within Wales at the time. We came down to three and I was on the first course of the uh, uh, Middle West Wales, a new fire, uh, fire Why did you want to join? Uh, just to be part of things like this, to be honest. You've just uh, giving something to the community, being a public servant yeah. uh, and doing things, active things, you know, a, a balance of that. I've got to say, as I've moved up in the role, those things have uh, started dropped off a little bit. <laughs> to see these things, type of things we've got going on today is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. What are the biggest challenges that uh, Welsh Fire Service are facing these days? Well, like all public services, it's tight in terms of money. You know, we find an austerity. You know, we've found a lot of experience. You mentioned it, uh, Pete, in terms of people leaving the job. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of people going out of the job. So, you know, we've got to try and keep those standards up. We know that we're the most trusted public service uh, in the UK. People look up to us. We know that people uh, value what we do. We can get into people's homes, we can change attitudes, which we've seen over the last you know, 
15, 20 years, mm. our prevention work is unparalleled across the public sector. So we do a lot of prevention work. We do a lot of, uh, obviously, fit fitness testing, um, biannual fitness testing for individuals. But also we do a lot of proactive work for mental health so support as well. And I think COVID has accelerated a lot of that. You know, it's put a lot of pressure on people. Yeah. We, need to, we need to support our workforce because a fit and healthy workforce is, a, is an efficient and effective one as well. You know? Well, it's pouring down with rain and we've got three officers that are supporting it. So it's clear that you do that. Thank Absolutely. you for your time, brother. Thanks for what you need. Cheers. Take care. This podcast episode was brought to you by our good friends over at William Wood Watches. Now, I know I've had my William Wood Watch for years now, but they've really been doing something cool this June. They've actually headed over to the States. They've launched a few watches over there now. And I'm really excited to announce that on the 9th of June, they are releasing to the market 250 beautiful limited edition pieces of the Bravest Watch. This is a piece that's been done between the FDNY Foundation and William Wood Watches. Now, 15% of every single watch will be going to the FDNY Foundation. And check this out from the 9th of June at the FDNY Fire Zone store at the Rockefeller Center, they are going to be displaying one of their Williamwood watches. Now, as you'll of course know, each of the Williamwood watches contains a piece of British firefighting history. And they've got such an amazing choice of watches. If you go over there now and take a look, you'll see the Valiant Watch, the Bronze, the Chivalrous, the Triumph, which is my personal favorite. They've got the Jubilee Special one, which is the purple one you heard us speak about before on the podcast. And now they have got those 250 bravest watch designs. But again, I'm just going to say personally, my favorite is the Triumph collection. If you go over and have a look at the Triumph, the reason it's my favorite probably because if you go over and look at it it's the fire alarm case back like you know when you see those fire alarm cases on the brake glass to open well, they've actually done that on the back of the watch if you go over to williamwatches.com and have a look what they've got is a glass partition on the back of it where it says literally across it in case of fire brake glass and then behind that they've got the internal workings of the watch this is a really weighty piece as well most of the time I wear my Valiant collection with the red strap. You can pick one of those for about £800. And again, every single purchase of a William Wood watch, you are committing to a charity. It could be the Firefighters Charity, it could be the Tunnel to Towers, it could be the Bushfire Relief Fund, it could be the London Fire Brigade, it could be the London Fire Brigade Boxing Club. So look, if you want a piece of firefighting history on your wrist, go over and check them out. That's WilliamWoodWatches.com. Firefighters Podcast is a global podcast seeking to develop, inspire, and motivate the world of the emergency services operators. Through a series of wide-ranging conversations celebrating those within our sector, we seek to encourage and support this incredible group of people. It's brought to you by myself, Operational Firefighter, Pete Wakefield, and I speak with individuals from all walks of life who I sincerely believe can add value to or develop those who have chosen this life path. Please support your emergency services wherever you are in the world, and thank you for listening.